marketing, 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 marketing. Where the hell was it? Just had it up to Kevin. Hold on. In sent. It's called. Wing It Podcast, virtual edition times two. Who do we have? Robin Kroll. Chris O'Neill. Jen Pugsley. Michael Turksani. All right. This is uh, number two, same day, but different, different track. We're going to talk insurance, digital marketing. We're going to talk about it during COVID-19. We've got a number of really interesting uh, topics and tools that are rolling out some of which have already rolled out. So we wanted to kind of keep on the, on the podcast train. So um, getting right into this, um, insurance is an essential service. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I think part of what we want to talk about a few things over the next uh, couple of weeks is, you know, where does that leave marketing? You know, what are you actually, um, where does that leave your, your growth initiatives, your marketing initiatives and in the, in the traditional sense that you would be thinking about them? Um, Mm -hmm. how do, how does the industry balance, uh, you know, really critical communications because there's a ton coming down the pipe, um, and, you know, really kind of adjusting to a work from home and, and, and a, a more distributed environment. So, uh, Robin put together a nice post, um, that started the process off. So I think we should, we should go with, start with that Robin in terms of some of the, the, the starting for 10 that everybody should be doing, if assuming you have the capabilities to sort of do that. So why don't we talk about the just step one customer communications, but assuming that physical distancing is going to be in place for another, say, eight to 12 weeks. Um, you know, let's think of this, not just kind of the last couple of weeks, but what, what, what do we need to be thinking about talking to our customers over the next eight weeks? We'll start with you, Robin. Sure. So, you know, what we've seen for, from uh, our insurance customers, um, you know, first off the bat was to, you know, get their team set up to be able to work from home. That was obviously uh, critical and to be able to reach out to their, their customers. Um, you know, these are things that they were, um, you know, our, our customers were able to pivot on uh, pretty quickly um, and getting out some critical information. Um, so when this started two weeks ago, there was a little bit of people working from home, some offices were open, everybody's working from home. So getting that information out uh, to policyholders and saying, hey, we're still up and running, we're in our new work from home environment, uh, reassuring uh, customers, but also providing critical information such as um, how to reach out to producers, to CSRs, um, you know, email, uh, phone numbers, making sure that that was uh, available, and also getting some critical information um, out to them about things along the lines of, of payments or renewals, and just uh, you know, either there were new processes or reassuring them that existing processes were were still in place, and and you know that was really important to get that information um, out uh, right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to leverage, um, you know, the, the, the customer data, the BMS data, as well as the customer lists, so that, um, you know, the insurers could send out uh, personalized um, messages, email messages that would 
actually get into their customers' inboxes. So that was really important. Um, and then getting some critical information up on their website. Um, you know, even when you send out an email, you know, very often uh, your customer is going to go right to your website, especially if you have a good website, it's an experience, they know that's where they can find information. So having that same information available to them on the website. So that was really critical. And we saw a lot of people doing great jobs of this over the last week or so. Jen, what have you seen in your area? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of the same um, type of stuff. I think that a lot of our customers um, have kind of mentioned that they actually did get a lot of walk-in traffic and, and maybe they didn't realize it before they had to kind of close their doors to walk-in traffic. So I, I think that's been um, interesting. Some, some brokers more than others. Um, and then I think, you know, there's this, there's a lot of information going around about um, COVID and, and how does that affect certain things? And I think obviously certain businesses that you deal with um, is, are more obvious, whereas insurance, I think like this is just another like um, wrench in the, in the not understanding insurance um, aspect mm -hmm. for customers, right? So, you know, we deal with insurance every day and our, and, our, and our customers deal with insurance every day. And I think it's easy to kind of forget that these customers don't really know anything about their policy, right? So the surge in communications around what does this mean? What does that mean? Do I have coverage? Can I drop coverage? Um, you know, can I delay my payment? All of those kinds of things I think are, uh, are just kind of triple than what they, what they normally Yeah, are. than they otherwise normally would because they would rely on, you know, walk-in or phone or other, other mechanisms that are probably also overwhelmed. Um, well, I mean, I think what what we all you talked a little bit about this, Chris. We've seen um, a kind of a settling into this effect now, and it's we're going to be in this state for a period of time, which means um, you know those initial waves that Robin and Jen are talking about. It's only it's only going to continue. So, what what are we seeing kind of from some of our prospects and even some of the clients that have really had to expand their programs with us in order to to battle this? Right. <clears throat> so. Uh, from the standpoint of, um, of the insurance generally, I mean, it's been sort of referred to as kind of like a, uh, you know, late to the table in terms of, of digital. Those that have kind of come on board and, and started using some of the more sophisticated and sort of state-of-the-art marketing tools are, are um, you know, further sort of investing there. They're, they're basically looking at it going, okay, well, this is basically giving us an opportunity to really showcase how we can look after our customers, how we look after and, and uh, you know, take care of our, of our insure uh, uh, markets as well. And this is what we're, we're able to do. So from, from our standpoint, what we're seeing is um, uh, organizations that we have been speaking with over the course of the last two to three years, you know, recalling that we had sort of talked about some things and sort of coming back and, and, and furthering those conversations. So in other words, recognizing that, you know, hey, we, we do need to have consistent and, uh, and 
standardized type of communication with both our um, with all of our constituents, whether they be our customers, whether they be our our partners, so that we can you know get get the message out really loud and clear about our brand, about what it is that we stand for, how it is that we're navigating this thing, um, and and recognizing that that's not something that's going to go away next week or the week after. You know, this is obviously something that we're you know uh, we're we're going to be dealing with for for quite some time and recognizing that, you know, being able to, um, to move with alacrity on getting messaging out to customers is going to be even more so important to, you know, in the coming months, in the coming, uh, coming quarters. So I think it's a good, I think we should spend um, uh, next little bit here talking about the balancing act, um, you know, the email balancing act that probably is more, of an issue uh, in this market than in, than in other markets. Um, you know, critical customer comms is always, been, as we talked about on the last podcast, you know, the marketing automation platforms that you use for your top of funnel and, and middle of funnel and driving demand and driving leads and being able to measure all that progression is the same platform that you can actually use to communicate with your customers. And that's often how these more sophisticated tools to your point Chris are really positioned in the market to be that customer life cycle of communications it doesn't just end with the sale that continues and that mm -hmm. same system that's providing all that measurement and all that support up front is actually heavily used in the back end and that's how we um, how we go about our programs is making sure that they're making a smart investment that one that is organization wide and and is uh, capable of leveraging um, two sides of that coin and there are a lot of organizations not so much maybe an in insurance that we've seen but that have pigeonholed the marketing automation platform only in lead generation and they don't th those organizations are actually playing a bit of catch-up to deploy um, the right type of data and lists and all that kind of stuff into those systems in order to reach their customers so I think having that has been in a good place but let's talk about you know, the balancing act, and maybe I'll flip it to you, Jen, first, and then, and then uh, Robin, you can get in on it. But, you know, we don't want to go dark on our customers, um, which has been kind of a theme in many industries. You know, we don't want to stop communicating. Um, insurance, for sure, we, we need to have the right types of communications and those accurate communications, as you referred to, Chris. Um, but we're, we're, we've also got to have other brand-oriented communications and just things that are um, important for the customer to know about our business and who we are. So how do we balance that is really what we want to start talking about is there's going to be reams of communications that are critical that need to go out. But then what do we think about our other channels and, and, and email too in terms of ensuring that at the right time, the right, the right order in which, in which information is being provided as well as um, other warm and fuzzy stuff that your customers would, would, would likely be happy to learn about given the fact that social media usage has exploded and they have nothing but time on their hands right now. Jen, why don't you yeah, go? I think, you know, I think if we're going to direct this at brokers for a second, I think um, versus, you know, some of the other carriers and, and such. But for brokers, I think it's really interesting because it kind of, there's a real opportunity here to, to, follow with what brokers do best and that's that's helping people that's helping um it's offering coverage it's offering information insurance isn't going anywhere um so regardless of you know covid19 i mean there's obviously a commercial aspect there with businesses um but 
even in personal lines, like you, you still obviously need coverage on your home and, and, and your auto, or you can maybe downgrade. But I think it's interesting to see our clients. Last week was all about COVID communications and let's let's rush to get this stuff out um, and how we can how we're still operational at working remote. And now this week has been more like, okay, how can we actually um, help our clients with information? We've seen some of our brokers actually wrap it around um, really nice kind of incentives uh, tying in, um, you know, gift cards and things that kind of brighten your day under all of this kind of doom and gloom. And uh, mm -hmm. I think that's really nice because everybody's kind of like, you know, let's give me something <laughs> like something to look forward to. Right. So I thought that was uh, that's really nice and interesting. And I think like there's still new business opportunities. Um, Robin can kind of talk about this because she's been helping some of our clients on it. But uh, there's a whole world of cyber insurance that. Um, has ticked up uh, a need for cyber coverage um, with all of this kind of remote and people taking their business operations online. So there's a whole piece mm -hmm. there. Um, and I think it's just what we're seeing is our brokers not, it's, it's not about being opportunistic. It's about really helping uh, the public and, and their customers during this time. So um yep. Well, I mean, yeah, I think the, uh, I'll stuff. let Robin kind of go on the product side and maybe some of the new business side. But I like what you said, Jen, about, you know, being in the community. And we know that many of these brokers, whether they're part of a, a network uh, under a brand or they're just in their local community kind of a, as their own brand, um, you know, they are in the community. I mean, that's a big part of how they network and you know, talk to people. So I think I think it is about um, furthering that broker message of, being helpful in, in, in different ways and, and being creative on how to use digital in that regard. Robin, why don't you talk a little bit about some of the things that you're seeing on kind of the products that might be important as well as balancing that warm and fuzzy. Sure. And, and just to say, you know, I don't think insurance has been deemed an essential service just because of the policies that are in place, but it's because the value that insurers can need to continue providing during the, the situation. Um, and, you know, Jen, to your point about cyber. So we've certainly seen a lot about that. Um, people are working from home. People are working on devices. Um, that might not be as secure, as protected as what they're having at home. Um, and sometimes there, there's, you know, there's confidential or critical information uh, going around. So this is a, 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 I hate to use the word opportunity because it's not mm -hmm. opportunistic, but this is uh, where brokers can add so much value and insurers as well is coming in and, uh, explaining how this additional cyber coverage is critical for businesses to be able to work in this new work from home environment. And those type of messages and, and you know, the ones that we've been helping our customers with, they have been, um, you know, sensitive to the situation. So the worst thing you want to do right now is be tone deaf. So obviously, you know, yep. travel insurance is not what, what we're seeing on the market right now. We shouldn't be seeing that. But it is things about, about cyber. Maybe there are things about um, home policies concerning the fact that everybody is at home. Maybe there's some changes to, to automobile policies. Um, you know, commercial coverage for businesses that are closed. These are all ways that insurers can um, help educate um, with their value and their advice and help uh, both existing customers 
and prospective customers be secure as we move forward in this environment. Well, and I think too, to that point, Robin, like uh, I've had a couple of our customers say to us, um, there are, you know, have said to us things like, you know, thank you for being there for us and, and giving us some breaks, um, you know, around some platform stuff it, during this hard time. Like a lot of people aren't, aren't with you in, they're with you in the good times, but not with you in the bad times. And I think in, in, you know, brokers and, and, and insurance providers can do the same thing. And I think people won't forget that as mm -hmm. things move on, right? This industry is so price driven, but I think there's lots of opportunity through help that, people won't forget that customers won't forget that moving forward so yeah. interesting yeah i think that those are good um a good uh, you know part of the the technical must-haves and some of the balancing you know the warm and fuzzy messages that you might might see out there i mean we're seeing some really great uh brokers and insurers put out helpful ways to um you know organize a schedule at home and and just other content that you know is, 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 is helpful in the current situation that we're all in, um, but reinforcing that brand message as you, as you mentioned earlier, Robin, but what you don't wanna do, and I think that order of operation con concept is, if you haven't already addressed payment or you haven't already addressed people that are up for renewal mm -hmm. at the moment, and then you go out with an email that says, hey, here's a great way to put a schedule together for your kids, you know, that, that, that could annoy people. Right. So I think that goes back and maybe I'll turn it to you, uh, Chris, to talk a little bit about the platform, um, some of these use cases that we've seen and just the sophistication. But, you know, being able to get messaging out to blocks of customers and suppress other ones so that you're able to do the right order of communications while not um, completely um, missing an opportunity to connect with your customers in, in a warm and fuzzy. But one of the things that's obviously changed, Mike, is the um, the fact that you know so many of our of our customers and people that we speak with in the in the brokerage business talk about how important sort of word of mouth is. And we know what word of mouth means, which is that you belong to these communities, these these um, you know uh, groups. Uh, community groups within your geographic area where there are regular and you know. Um, you know, close quarter type of, you know, meetings, like on a regular basis, that that's not there anymore. Uh, so being able to, to pivot um, onto a, uh, in, into an ability to send personalized type messages, not just the old school email mat, uh, you know, blasting kind of messages that says the same thing to everyone, but mm -hmm. to be be able to, you know, to um, uh, send personalized type messages. And for that, you know, you, you, you need to have uh, a, uh, well, you need the ability to do that, which means either writing a whole bunch of individual email messages yeah. out, okay, which is impractical and basically impossible, or you need to take a look at, you know, sophisticated, more marketing leading type platforms that have the ability to uh, streamline that messaging, make that messaging very personalized, which of course we all know there's no, like no, nobody's saying anything new here. Personalized messages is the messaging is the way to, uh, to attract and maintain communication with whether it's customers or whether it's, uh, whether it's prospective customers. Um, and these are the kinds of, you know, the, the, these are the directions that people are needing to go in. 
Uh, we yeah. know that COVID is not going to be over next week. We know that it's something. And so again, that's why, you know, you know, having been uh, speaking with, with brokers, the markets, um, you know, MGAs, all the different sort of constituents within the, the uh, insurance marketplace over the course of the last, uh, you know, basically five, six years, we now are hearing from some of those folks that are saying, well, listen, we want to talk about it because we now realize that this is not something that's going to go away anytime soon. So, you know, again, you know, having that ability to send that personalized message is something that's going to be really important. The question is, how are you going to do it? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if we want to talk about uh, any of the things that, that you, that you're seeing, uh, uh, Jen or Robin from the from the from the markets um, that we're that we're looking at in terms of pivoting some of their like just big picture. I mean, we're seeing a lot of stuff come down from our customers that we support as well as the industry more broadly. Maybe we could Jen, you could touch on that briefly, and then Robin, you can back up a little bit of that, and then we'll we'll move over to just discussing the the topics that we have rolling down the pipe over the next couple of weeks as continuing to support uh, the industry with some tooling and some content around this. Yeah, so I think, you know, again, on the, on the, on the market side, a surge of communications around the same type of stuff, coverage, information, um, those decisions are, are really coming down from the markets and then to the broker and then the broker down to the customer. So mm -hmm. um, same type of thing. But I think what, what um, we're seeing is that, and, and more on the market side, that there's, um, there's going to be efficiencies that come out of this from a from a communication perspective, and with with some of the larger carriers, we're you know we're already kind of in this mode. But what I, efficiencies around communications, whereas things that seemed kind of oh we don't want to do that because you know there, there's a relationship there, whether it's for with the market with the with the sales uh, or or um, sales representative down to the broker or with the with the broker down to their own customer, we're seeing like kind of what Chris was saying is that now there's really no other choice, right? There there isn't those on-site visits, there isn't those things, so yeah, sure, COVID's going to last for however many months here, so we're going to go into this new realm of um, efficiencies around communication, and then when we're out of this thing, it will be like, do we, well, that was easy. We didn't realize actually how efficient sending a one-on-one -on -one email that looks like it's from Chris O'Neill, yeah. or a producer, or, or an RSM on the RSM side, um, on the market side, let's continue on with this because wow, what a time saver, right? Yeah, well, so, I think that, I mean, I think you, you hit on an interesting point there, Jen, I'll just, I'll just cut in there and then I'll have you either wrap up or point it over to Robin, but um, the, uh, some of the friction, something, I don't want to call it friction, some of the, the um, uh, reasons that we would, we would get back, Chris, from, from some organizations to not do things. Um, and even some customers where portions of the platform are adopted more heavily, heavily than others, where that, that one-on-one, -on -one, that, that real going down and meeting with somebody and, you know, I get two, 300 emails a day as a producer and I got to kind of be managing that with all of my back office. And, and, and for sure there's a level of that, that's not going to change, but there's, there's almost this, there, the, the promise of being able to leverage marketing automation at scale to uh, personalize messages and get it from the from the producer or the individual or the or the brand or the like the broker or, the, or whoever the brand is as, as the more broad message 
now can be done. Now, now we can actually implement those programs because we have to implement those programs. Because if you're a producer with a certain size book and you, you need, it's like, you're not going to be able to go and meet, meet those clients one-on-one. So having the ability to get messaging out in, in the timely, accurate way and see those results and pick up the phone and talk to the right people at the right time. I agree. I think that's really interesting. I think that that'll help maybe the, the, the fence sitters that were kind of fighting it a bit, push them over the edge and say, this is not going to take you out of the picture, but it's going to make your life a whole lot easier. Yeah, and what we're seeing too on the tool adoption side is, is essentially that as well. So our brokers and, and markets that have either customer self-serve applications or quote and bind engines, um, that adoption message is also mm-hmm. driven from a, from, from a need, right? So yeah, yeah. Robin, did you want to kick in on that? Yeah, no, we had a really great conversation with one of our clients yesterday uh, who had um, we're talking about a customer facing tool and, and what the client said that this had been a project among other projects for several months. Um, but now that there's this crisis, there's this absolute need, they've been able to fast track this out of necessity. And now we're going to be able to put together this tool that is going to serve, you know, two main purposes. First of all, it's going to help uh, their customers do things uh, more quickly, which is mm-hmm. really critical right now. And it's also going to add a lot of efficiencies for the broker so that instead of spending time um, on the phone or now face-to-face with something that they don't need to be doing, they can have this customer-facing tool do that and they can then spend their time on these really uh, critical phone calls where it's absolutely necessary that they get involved. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's unfortunate sometimes it's a crisis that takes uh, moving mm-hmm. this forward, but this is something that is going to be able to benefit them and their customers. Awesome. Okay, we're going to wrap it there just because we're, we're at our limit, but we do have a number of content topics that we're working on. Um, so we will we will be working hard to... Uh, put stuff out there and try to make it relevant to what, what's going on at any given time. I thought this format's been uh, pretty good so far. So we'll keep, we'll keep playing with the uh, virtual podcast and uh, thanks guys. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> thanks. Have a good weekend. Peace.